got a question. Um, I what? I didn't. My wife. <laughs> so this is just. I wanted to start out the. Sh- let's start out with the show with a an important announcement. This is uh, mm. this is the penultimate episode of season one. So yes. So if you thought this was going to be the last episode of season one, you're wrong. It's this is the second to last episode. Second to last episode. And the reason we're making that announcement is that we recorded the last episode a long time ago. There was some Before sort of technical... we figured out that it was the last episode. <laughs> yeah. And there were some technical difficulties that would require me to do a little bit of editing on it. And uh, since this is a low effort, Production. Yeah, we don't usually edit. This thing is yeah. live to tape. <clears throat> yeah, so you can hear so, the tape recorder in the background if we're very, very quiet. Yeah, listen. Did you hear that? Anyway, yep. So I have to do the. I've been procrastinating editing that episode, so obviously it's become the last episode. Right. <laughs> it's a good one, though. It really is. I look forward mm-hmm. to everyone hearing it. There's some very good right. thought technologies and ideas. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you know uh yeah we're gonna take a short break sort yeah. of between seasons here to gather our wits really it's a mental health break so yeah. that we don't completely lose our minds uh you know it, it, indeed yes it's good it's, it, it'll be good to just uh enjoy our summer you know mm-hmm. enjoy some ice cream yep yeah. Um, you know you what know I like? What? An ice cream sandwich. Oh boy. Wow. I I I would like to I've been waiting for this. If, you, if, if I can have the floor here for a moment. Mm. Um I would I would Order! Uh, Thank you. Order! Go ahead, sir. I would like to I would like to uh go off on ice cream sandwiches because they are the worst. They're they're absolutely I just what is your problem exactly I don't what is what is wrong with ice why do people why do people ice cream sandwiches okay look the the bread mm-hmm. of these ice cream sandwiches is just like it it adheres directly yeah. to the it's roof really of your bread. mouth it's kind of a cracker thing <laughs> a soft moist cracker yeah, it's, it's what it's like the consistency of like foam it's so bad. And yet it's somehow sticky. <laughs> and it's it's just like spackle and it gets it everywhere. And you like you're just constantly left going. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. um is not an enjoyable experience. Yeah. And then the people who buy ice cream sandwiches only buy ice cream sandwiches. There's nothing else. You're just you're See, at a is, party the and they're like, I got ice cream sandwiches. And you're like, cool, you get anything else yeah, like great. popsicles yeah, cool. or <laughs> love it thank you no. i don't i don't understand what the purpose of an ice cream sandwich is because it doesn't make it less messy to handle quite the opposite that, yeah that's the thing it always melts and the 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 bread the sandwich bread <laughs> the, it heats the, up and starts sticking to your fingers yeah the taco cracker it gets on yeah. your fingers and stuff so like it like is it merely it, that it can be packaged into boxes more easily because they're like roughly square shaped or or you know them rectangular rectilinear this is is the the dessert choice of all uh logistics people (laughs) oh okay yeah (laughs) it has high packing density that's why we like ice cream sandwiches yeah 
This, I mean, and you know what? Honestly, I can identify with that as someone who has completely thrown out every single circular container I can possibly right. throw out. Yeah, if but you want, like, I mean, if you want to, if you want to maximize the ice cream, you know, density of your f- freezer, just fill that thing up. Just brick it in like it's Tetris. <laughs> you know what? They are like bricks. They're like. You could mm-hmm. you could you could build an ice cream house out of ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. In fact, that's, that's what they should have called them as ice cream bricks. That would have been more fun. <laughs> Way more fun. Yeah. I I might enjoy that. That explains the spackle. It's like exactly, it's just yeah. mortar. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and then the thing about about the the people there's like ice cream sandwich people. I think there's two kinds of people in the world. There's ice cream sandwich people and there's drumstick people. Can I? Okay, so (laughs) I'm trying to figure out where I fit in because I like a Klondike bar. Ooh, okay. Klondike bars are like the living on the edge drumstick people, I think. I think so too. I also like a Choco Taco. Those, okay, Choco Tacos are. Are like I think just, that's very drumstick adjacent. Yeah, it's like a it's like a an ethnic minority within drumsticks. It's like right. a, a, a but, different. But a Klondike bar hemisphere. is. I would say that a Klondike bar is the platonic ideal of an ice cream sandwich because it's you know yes. it's approximately the same thing as an ice cream sandwich, except instead of being you know squished sandwiched together by like little crackery things or whatever, it's instead coated in delicious chocolate. Yeah. Which actually does tend to help keep it from becoming a huge mess. Yeah, there's so now Klondike bars. It is always a a game that you're playing between do how fast can I eat this without getting a brain freeze, right? <laughs> or yeah. how slow can I get eat this without it melting all over my hands? Mm, yeah. So they are a little bit tricky that way. That's a very fun challenge on certain days of the year in the area in which I live. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, I mean, but I like drumsticks too. I mean that, I don't know something about that drumsticks combination. Are very good, yeah. They're very, oh, do you know, fun fact about drumsticks. Hmm. Do you know where the process of coating the inside of a cone with chocolate to keep it from melting through was invented? No. My university. What? Yep. Wow. Yep. You guys are uh, innovators. I know, right? <laughs> you're like you're you're like literally making a literally making a better world. I know. Yes. That's, that's in so fact good. that's our motto. Liter- <laughs> no, literally making a better world. <laughs> Ohio State University. <laughs> oh no, did I did I just dox you? Am I not <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Uh <clears throat> No, it's fine. So now that we got the thing out of the way that most people wanted to hear about, we could move on to the other right. stuff that nobody really cared. Or yeah, asked there were us. there were two little uh, television programs this week. Well, we should debate our plans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was a debate, which I use the term in quotes because I don't know. These aren't really... There was some debating, but mostly it's like the worst game show in history. <laughs> Where it's like, I don't know. Honestly, they should have Alex Trebek moderate. That would Seriously. be more fun. But yeah, yeah, you know, so you stand up. So there were two Democratic debates, 10 candidates at each of them. Different candidates, of course. 
Uh, this isn't like a Jeopardy thing where they move on to the next round the next night. Um, but And then they stand them up at podiums and then they fire off really strange questions. Um, My favorite which thing was cover doing... a variety of topics in absolutely no depth at all. And no, no sensible order or flow. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really get that good of an impression about what each candidate actually wants to do because they, for some reason, they don't want to hold debates that are sort of deep dives into particular subject matter or areas or whatever. So instead, they just sort of pepper questions about, you know, like, oh, quick, guns. You like guns? Raise your hand if guns good or bad. <laughs> guns, yay or nay. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is my favorite thing. Who they, here has a have... climate change plan? Raise your hand. Okay, good. Next question. It's like, oh, wait do... a minute. <laughs> the question just could be like, global warming. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Raise your hand if you think global warming is, a, is very bad. <laughs> the best part is that with these, even though they did these stupid kindergarten hand raising questions yeah that felt they, that was just they, the silliest there was still people who screwed it up i know there were still yeah. candidates who couldn't do it right all right. they had to do was either raise or not raise their hand in accordance with what they believe yeah, not difficult but the problem is people it, it it entailed you basically coming out for a particular position and there were people who didn't want to do that even at this stage knowledge <laughs> I, I wanted to see someone like half raising their hand and then when they go like oh uh what's what's your deal and they're like well i'm not sure yet uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. they just were trying i don't know they i could just feel like they didn't want any sort of slow down or silence or they just wanted to keep it going it was like high energy high energy high energy yeah and there was a lot but of I yelling there was that a lot was of fun. yelling yeah there was a lot of over talking i suggested on twitter that we should um give them little shock bracelets so that every time they try to over talk too much or they go over time you can just zap them <laughs> like if i could just get a word ow ow <laughs> some people could be like uh actually into that though yeah uh -oh. Like, <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you gotta. Mm. You, you know what? I find out more and more people are people are realizing that you gotta really think about that. It's me. <laughs> Knowledge. <laughs> but uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do real fast, quick takes on each candidate. So we'll start with night one. Uh, Bill De Blasio. Did you know he's raising a black son? Um, I did. I learned that over yeah. and over again, right. which is and cool because because you're that's not, you know, that's something that you did. Right. You did that. Mm -hmm. You, yeah, you had you a black son. Yeah. Thank you for your service. <laughs> no, he was Bill de Blasio. He was kind of interesting because he was the one that tended to like someone would be answering and then he'd be. He'd be in there to argue with them. He'd be like, hey, I'm walking here. Yeah, it was very New Yorker that he would be like, <laughs> no, or whatever. But but it did spice things up a little bit. He tried to be, I think he tried to like um, make himself as the like reasonable outside guy that's like, yeah. this is crazy. Come on, guys. Right. But like, he's but the also problem crazy is... and an insider and weird. So yeah, but the problem is that not even New Yorkers like him. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> he he's i don't know he i don't really believe much of what he says so yeah no i don't that. anyway that's bill de blasio bill 
Bill, we're calling him Bill de Blastio because he was always de blasting in. Yep. Uh, next, we have Tim Ryan, a.k.a. Tim Ohio, a.k.a. Tim Rustbelt. Because <laughs> that's I feel like mostly he was just talking about how he's from Ohio. Yeah. And that's the thing that I did thought that appeal about to you as an Ohio. Oh, what are you guys? Oha- Ohioan. Oh. Ohio, Ohioan. Um, no, because frankly, the people of Northeastern Ohio who have been through much deserve someone who's a bit more high energy and charismatic than Tim Ohio. Boy, <laughs> like I get that. He's not. He's not. They need like a Bernie type who's like pounding on the podium, right? Instead, yeah. you know, the, Tim Ryan is the kind of guy who, when they want to close a plant, he's like, "Could you please not? Like, would you consider maybe not doing that?" I'm asking very politely. He looked like he was. I'm like asking on... you politely but firmly to not. He looked like he was on the edge of crying about fifty percent. He, he did time. look kind of overwhelmed. He had a literal deer in the headlights look. Real doughy eyed. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, he did say he, some good stuff. That was the weird thing. The so the weird one of my this is my headline takeaway from these debates is that a lot of the weirdest candidates who are obviously insane and obviously uh, not going to be president. Right. Like I think like, they kind of know that they don't really have that and, much of a chance. And there's legitimate issues like they don't have anything to lose because they already know that they're going to lose but though all those people were the ones who said some of the most interesting things that i'm like right they can they can say the things that might be politically difficult to say because it doesn't really matter for them and not even necessarily politically difficult but just not not something that's on anybody else's radar so like tim ohio said Look, the thing is, you know, they were talking about how we're going to defeat Mitch McConnell and nobody had everyone's like, I know how to defeat him by defeating him. And right. like, well, that's that's not how this works. You need to actually have like some sort of plan if you say you have a plan. And and Tim Ohio in that situation, by the way, I think would have been donate to whoever's running against Mitch McConnell and volunteer well, for them. I don't know. Yeah, there's that, you know? too. But I think Tim Tim Ryan had the best answer where he said. The the only way you're going to defeat someone like like Mitch McConnell is if the party, the Democratic Party, becomes the party of the working people again and gains the power and the energy of working class people because. But that would wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go ahead, sir. You had a question. I I have a question. Okay. Would that entail uh, losing all of our corporate support? Wow. I never thought about that. Mm. (laughs) I don't think we can do that. I don't think because we like the suits more than we like the blue collar folks. Folks, we love we love the suits. We love the suits. They the suits are beautiful to me. Yeah. Well, they take uh, us out to dinner. No blue collar Ohioan has ever taken me a senator out to dinner. Yeah. What's he going to do? Uh, cook, yeah. cook, cook some squirrel stew for me. Yeah. Uh, out mean, on his mm, radio. Call dads. Mm, am I right? Julian Castro. I have to say uh, Julian Castro impressed me. Uh, he was not on my radar, but he did pretty well. I love that he went in on Beto and destroyed him. I mean, it's easy pickings, stuff. but yeah, he picked him right. <laughs> he did. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, thought... he seems to have the most bona fides on immigration. So, yes and no. I mean, this is more complicated, but like. 
you were in the in Obama's administration, and Obama was definitely not great on true. immigration. Yes, so, like, you have to true. explain that. We and I don't think he's done yeah. a great job of explaining that. But right. most average people aren't going to catch that. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and at least he's doing better than Beto did, which yeah. we'll get to that. But yeah. Yeah. It, uh, looking back on it, like I, when I reviewed what he said, you know, he's like, there's this section of the law that the Trump administration is using to justify child yeah. separation. And why won't you repeal that law? Which is kind of a specific. Um, right. It was a little bit. Yeah, it was a little bit wonky. It was a little bit, yeah. uh, I think, optimistic, too, where it's like, oh, if we just repeal this one section of the law, then that fixes everything. Like. <laughs> And he didn't really yeah. bring up the point that like the president can't repeal that section of the law, like, and that yeah, that's if, not how if works. they choose to go back to not enforcing it, like they did in the past, then it's definitely going to get challenged in court, and then it's well, going to cause a problem. Let, let so, me, let me, Aaron, let me tell you what we're going to do. Day one, hmm, we're going to yeah. go in there. We're going to take all sorts of easily reversible executive actions. Knowledge. That's that makes sense. Yeah. Better than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Cory Booker. Um, <laughs> Booker. Um, he was I, fine. He was, yeah, he was fine. The the whatever lenses they were using made him look very strange. Like unlike I've ever seen him before. I didn't know if is he cross-eyed. Does he have a lazy eye? Because it looked like he had I, a lazy eye. I don't know. And it was a little bit distracting. Here's the thing about Cory Booker. I like Cory Booker. Mm -hmm. I feel like Cory Booker is probably a fine person. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I don't think he's a bad person. I think a lot of you know, a lot of politicians are like secretly like bad, really bad people. Yeah. I get the impression he's not a really well, not bad so people. secretly. <clears throat> Amy Klobuchar. Yeah. <clears throat> I think he's I think he seems like a good dude that that I think I don't agree with him, and I think he sometimes is naive. I think he's earnest. He's earnest, and people don't like that. People don't like the earnestness. Yeah. I think it really yeah. turns people off, which is sad, but right. that's the climate we live in, you know? I'm glad he's on our team, put it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he, would, do, he, I think he I, would do well to remain in the Senate, to be honest. Yeah, and I'm. you know what? He Here's the thing about Cory Booker. He said the right things in the debate, like when asked, you know, your state has all these pharma companies are, you know, should these people be, you know, that's a conflict of interest for you. Yeah. Should they be held accountable? And he's like, yes, they should be in prison. Like, was he the one that said that? Yeah, they should be criminally liable. Yeah. So he didn't yeah. equivocate Which on anything. You know, that's. Yeah. And that. he didn't and he didn't get any point. Like, it's almost like the moderators or anybody was like, oh, dang it. He didn't. They were like hoping that he would equivocate and he didn't. Well, this was uh, this was the thing is some of the questions seemed to be f especially in, in night two, I thought, but they were all phrased as sort of gotchas where they were trying night one. They had a whole ridiculous farce of gun questions where it just seemed like Chuck Todd wanted to get someone to admit that they wanted to take all the guns away. And I was like, what is he going to do if that happens? He's going to be like, ha, gotcha. And then like cut to black. Like what happens then? I don't can know. We, can we talk about Chuck Todd, Chunk, Chunk Todd real quick? Chunk Todd. Uh, here's my thoughts on Chunk Todd. You were banned from the server. Get out. He's here's the thing about Chunk Todd. He is secretly an 
a monarchist mm. with an agenda that he wants to create some sort of uh, aristocratic, like he's a classist mm. and he plays the liberal. Mm -hmm. But if you do the science, well, you got to make a living. You take out your science kit and do the science on right. everything that he does. You can see that it is all to an end to empower an elite class of a certain kind of people to rule the country. That's what I'm saying. I'm putting money on it. Once, once I tell you this, once I these scales will drop from your eyes. We've unlocked the secret. I think <laughs> Chuck Todd is actually Todd's cool. actions, and you'll be like, "Oh, dang, Aaron's right." <laughs> I'm what sorry to have Todd to. What if he's cute? <laughs> <laughs> we got him. <laughs> The thing the thing that I've that I've always said is that Chunk Todd looks like a guy who leaves a lot of hair on the toilet seat after he's done. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's all you need to know about Chunk Todd. Yes. 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 Anyway. <laughs> Chunk Todd is canceled. Now I speaking thought, I, I wanted Rachel Maddow to talk more because she's fine. Jeez. Honestly, Lester Holt was the MVP. He was he was so he was good. not he was, taking any prisoners. He like was someone would a, be like, if I could just and he'd be like, no, I'm I'm going on. He's he's a powerful person. <laughs> he's he's just got gravitas. You know what I he mean? Does, yeah. And it, I think it's bad to say like I don't know. It feels kind of dumb to compliment him so much because he was he was just normal. It was the rest of them were so bad yeah. and the technical difficulties and the ham-fistedness oh, yeah. of it all was just right. embarrassing it was so it was just like was very oh, i had like piano recital nervousness for all of them <laughs> like oh no what are you doing <laughs> yeah elizabeth warren mm. that's that's who's next on the list so she was like really the only heavy hitter i think in the first debate yeah. Like she was expected to do well and she did pretty well. Yeah, she did she did she, her thing. She did evolve her position on Medicare for all. She officially came out in support of abolishing private insurance, which is a good step. Yeah, and unlike some people she didn't immediately retract it. Right, and go Ooh, whoops. Yeah. Never mind. Um, <laughs> oopsie. Um no, she did she did good, I thought. Yeah, um, she she didn't she didn't have any any real standout moments, uh, you know. But she she just went out there and did her did, thing. She did say she had a plan for handling Mitch McConnell, and then, that was like, dumb. It wasn't there wasn't really okay. a plan there. And I was like, I know that you're trying to do this. I have a plan for everything thing, but like, bruh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was that was actually a huge fail. Now that I th yeah. I forgot about that, it was yeah. it was actually literally. Uh, one of the most embarrassing moments of the night when she said, I have a plan and my plan is to have a plan to deal with a plan mm. for his plan to stop the plans that I right. will, and I will win. <laughs> and I was like, that's, you know, he didn't have a, I want some people to, to just say like, here's my exact plan for dealing with Mitch McConnell or, or <laughs> pull a Trump and say, I have a plan. What do you think? I don't have a plan. I have a plan. You know what? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you my plan because then they're going to know. I have a plan. Yeah. That doesn't work. You'll, you'll, see. So you'll see. You'll see. You'll all see. That's Just be a, patient. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Beto O'Dork. Oh, what? don't know how that happened. <laughs> 
Beto O'Dork um, kind of biffed it several times. He, he did really very nervous. badly. There was reports before the debate that he was quite nervous about the debate because apparently debates are not a um, form in which he shines. I guess he does better when he's standing on top of bars. Um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he didn't really. I, I don't know. He like he was the. Well, he was very nearly the quintessential centrist of the debate. It just, yeah. And they tried to nail him on, on, a, on a lot of things. I don't know. Whenever they went in on Beto and his crappy opinions, I was like, I was just at the TV. I was yes, like, yes, yes. <laughs> like, get him. Get yeah. him. Go get in him. on him. He just, because he hasn't, hadn't really been tested, it felt like. So, yeah, <clears throat> it was good. It was good. I, <laughs> I was, I was there. I was there for that, as they say. Yeah. Right. That was um, everything. Amy Minnesota, Amy Klobuchar. That keeps happening. Was from. She's from. She's from. Uh, she's from Minnesota. She's from Minnesota. She you has an know. uncle with a deer stand, and apparently that's enough to say that actually guns are still very good. She has beer metaphors. So she does. That's um. What was the terrible thing that she said? Uh, was something about like if billionaires can pay off their yachts, then you can pay off your student loans or something? That oh, was like right at the beginning. I was like, it was extremely, oh, this is be extremely a bad. bad. It this was going to be was, bad time. Yeah, it's extremely bad. I mean, she's all, she's yeah. I mean, her whole campaign is basically like actually your hopes and dreams aren't achievable. Yeah, like she's the one who's who's not afraid to say no to the American people. No, better (laughs) things aren't possible. Obama, yes, we can. Amy Klobuchar, actually, no. Yeah, (laughs) sit down. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was that was really dumb. How she tried to be in between everything, and Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) that's a no for me. Yep, Tulsi Gabbard. I don't um, really remember much of anything that she said. Well, that's because she used a secret uh, cult technique that she's learned. Oh, it just went to, straight into my brain. Yeah. So now you've become a splinter cell for her, her cult group that she's turns that out. She's a Manchurian candidate for, um, <laughs> everyone I've told that to, they're like, no, that's not real. And I'm like, it, Oh no, look it up. And they're like, how is how is this not the only thing people talk to her about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone just doesn't take it seriously. So they're just like, well, let's not bother getting into the cult stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she you know what? I was definitely very much in favor of when she dunked on Tim Ohio. Because Tim Ohio was like the Taliban. Oh yeah. Tim Ohio us. really biffed it on the whole Taliban thing. And Tulsi was like boy <laughs> she's like what are you talking about has been there long before we got there and they're gonna be there long after we leave i did think that Pull that was out. i th- did think that that was a kind of a brave thing to say out loud you know because the whole to go against the sort of drumbeat of and that's her we're going to defeat kinda, the terrorists and and her yeah. going you know look they're gonna be around like we have He's, to admit that <laughs> I don't she's know. got really good war kind of policy ideas. Like she's kind yeah. of wacky. She's like you know having tea with with uh, 
uh, what's a Syria the Dalai Emperor Lama, Syria guy oh, or whatever? Oh, but uh, uh, Assad. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you know, so she's not great, and she's wacky. She's a, she's in a cult, um, but like she definitely has good views on like let's just stop being the world police. Let's uh, yeah, stop thinking that we can just go and bust down the doors of everywhere in the world and control everything. We got him. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Jay Inslee. I, Jay Inslee. I literally can't remember. Oh, he he's had, the he's, he's Jay the, Washington. He's Jay Washington. He's Jay Climate. Jay um, Climate. <laughs> in fact, I tweeted <laughs> that, something. That's about, actually Jay Climate is like one of my favorite uh, new hip hop artists. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard his most recent mixtape? Yeah. <laughs> Got the horses in the butt. <laughs> um, Jay Climate. I tweeted something on the second night of the debate uh, related to climate change or whatever, and a pro Inslee account tweeted back at me saying that, you know, Jay Inslee is the candidate for me or whatever. And I was like, mm, thanks. No thanks face. for that. Um, I mean, Jay I'm glad Climate. he's there. He had real um, grandpa energy, I thought. <laughs> that you know what he kind of did yeah he like, just he seemed like a grandpa like he was smiling a lot in the very grandpa-ish way that they do like a young grandpa though yeah yeah like you yeah. know he's he's uh he's seen the mistakes you've made but he knows you can do better and he's very optimistic that you'll make the right choices <laughs> he's got a little twinkle in his eye yeah he's still lecturing you I mean, he's not wrong that we're the young grandpa is actually my favorite rap artist. <laughs> oh, so next we have John Delaney. Yeah, uh, Mr. Interruption. John, if I could just get a word in. I, I don't know. I, I don't remember what he said because I don't think he was able to articulate a complete sentence at any pro- particular All point. you need to know about John Delaney is that the New York Times did He's like not a John Mulaney. They did, they did a roundup of um like all the candidates and asked them different questions and they asked all the the, the candidates what your what your comfort food is. Mm. And this is an audio clip of John Delaney's answer. You ready for this? Oh no, I'm not, but okay, here ahead. here we go. Real chicken sandwich from McDonald's, no sauce. <laughs> and then he went You're on to fired. say two of them, two of them. You're fired. Yeah. So what? he just he just eats this squeaky dry nope, bread puff. Nope. 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 I don't like that at all. <laughs> I mean, like, but if you it like that does not surprise me in the least. What kind he's of like? I love flavorless killer. chicken. <laughs> I enjoy eating flavorless rubber. <laughs> what kind of sociopath? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> thinks that's nourishment. My answer is something called science. Well, I believe he's also one of the wife guys. My wife. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Right. That would make sense. Um, night two. Yeah, that was night one. With, that was night one. Night two yeah. was uh, we start. We got Marianne Williamson. Yeah, and I actually have an announcement. Uh, I am oh. now Team Marianne. All in. Whoa. Marianne 2020. How brave. Yeah. Uh, crystals for all. She's so wacky. Yeah. She's. Boy, it she, was. Yeah. 
I mean, she's it's one been of great those ladies who did acid once in the in the late sixties. <laughs> You're so <laughs> yeah, drops acid once and then is like, whoa! I see the spirits holding everything together. And now she's like, decide she's like co opted Hinduism. Yeah, well, and the, the surfacing of her old tweets has been just a gem on Twitter because there was one she had about I think Assad that was like visualize him being secured in an egg or whatever. <laughs> The crazy thing about Marianne Williamson is that she actually does have power in this world. That she actually is an influencer. Yeah. Like (laughs) there are people that listened and believe what she says. They're very rich and powerful people who are Mm -hmm. like, yeah, this is it. This is it. (laughs) Yeah. I I believe that vaccines cause autism right there with you. Did she say that? I never. Everyone says she said. Did she not? At the debate, but it's a yeah, it's a previous position it's that she's previous held. thing. Yeah. Wow, what a bad, bad. Also, movie. she suggested that swine flu could just be suggest uh, uh, cured by you know, like at positive affirmations. Well, you know, whom among us has not you can think yourself out of sickness if away you, if you put your mind to it? She's a very, you know, what she is, you know, what Marianne is, she's the live, laugh, love candidate. <laughs> She totally is. She's and she's she's, she's like, like if Live Laugh Love became corporeal. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the thing about her is I've seen her in interviews where she did really well and none of the yeah. wackiness came up really like just some like actual solid intelligent right. ideas and then it's like she got on that debate stage and it what? was like <laughs> 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 and it just all went away. And she was like, one of, one of the tweets I read said, Marianne is doing pretty well for someone who is clearly ingesting an edible at the current moment. <laughs> she was just like, couldn't get all of her words out. She's like, <laughs> she did have that sort of look about her. That was, it's like the look that you'd have if you took some drugs before something very important. And then you were like, I've made a horrible mistake. How do I get them to not realize <laughs> Oh no, can they hear what I'm thinking inside right. my head? Yeah. Can they hear me thinking about if I can hear them thinking? They're all looking at me weird. Oh no, I think the they flying can hear pink me. elephants keep asking me questions about politics. Speaking of, you know, comfort foods, this was her answer to the comfort food question. I have no comfort food. <laughs> what what? <laughs> I have no comfort food. That doesn't she she just well, she probably photosynthesizes she just eats chi. she derives nourishment from she, the universe she harvests pure chi energy you know what she probably doesn't have food she probably drinks mostly powders Ooh. don't you think i don't know she seems like a powder or a tincture kind of person oh, tincture for sure yeah or, or you know poultices. but generally goop she's the goop <laughs> candidate for sure she is the goop candidate Speaking yeah. of goop, John Hickenlooper. Oh boy, Mister, um, I am not a socialist. Mister, I red I have in a, the year two thousand nineteen. I have a fracking fluid mustache. <laughs> John Hickenlooper. Someone should Photoshop that with got milk onto it. <laughs> <laughs> he literally. Okay, so those who don't know, John Hickenlooper on the I think the state senate floor in Colorado because he's like pro fracking. Yeah. And I mean, we love we we love fracking. We love we love it, (laughs) folks. He went in there 
And he was like, fracking's great. It's safe. There's nothing to worry about. Here's a here's a cup of fracking fluid. And then he like drank it. See, it's safe. Totally normal. Nothing to and worry about. And then he about. collapsed. No, but that would have been my answer is something called science. Yeah, but he was he was uh, his whole thing whole night was that um, socialism is bad because apparently we are still doing red baiting in 2019. Yeah, he was the McCarthy candidate. Yeah. And here's the thing of all it's the important candidates, that he, we has do the most, he has the most, one of the most socialist sounding names other than Pete Buttigieg. That's true. <laughs> John Hickenlooper is like a total uh, IWW name. Doesn't that sound like best friends with Book Chin or whatever that guy? Right, like, yeah. Upton Sinclair, John Hickenlooper, Eugene Debs, <laughs> like they're all together. <laughs> yeah, John Hickenlooper was just like the guy that was like, they're, they're all being beaten by Pinkertons. <laughs> <laughs> he literally said we if if we if we get too close to socialism then the republicans are going to call us socialists and we're going to lose and at which <laughs> that's so obviously counterpointed by the fact that they call literally everything they don't like socialism at yeah. this point cool, cool, cool. as we discussed last week mitch mcconnell called giving statehood to dc and puerto rico full bore socialism hey, so full bore full bore full bore you know you know he is a full bore Mitch McConnell. That's all I gotta say. Oh yeah, he's all he's all Tusk. Fully boring. <laughs> Speaking of fully boring. Oh man, Mayor Peter. Mayor Peter. Mayor Peter Buttigieg. Mayor Peter is the ultimate good speech guy on he, that stage. Yes, it was extremely good speech guy energy. Um, he <clears throat> did. They asked him about the South Bend. Uh, police shooting that happened recently that he has been taking much heat for and um, and then Eric Swalwell was like beating him up over it and it was actually pretty good <laughs> it was, he was so like, pathetic because it's like he was like well you know we didn't it's my fault you know we didn't get there with like you know diversity in the police or whatever and then eric swalwell was like why don't you fire your police chief like the body cam wasn't turned on that's a violation of procedure why don't you fire the police chief and pete was like well uh policies and procedures or whatever which is a total mayor pete thing to say that's like a total mckinsey thing to say it'd be like well there's policies that have to be followed and eric swalwell was like why don't you just can the dude I can't believe he got so dunked on by an NPC. Like I know. If you get dunked on that hard by Eric Swalwell, that's bad. That's that's real bad. But what's real badder is the fact that most people seem not to have noticed that and come with away with the conclusion that actually Mayor Pete did real good. Yeah, no. (laughs) This is the thing. He's a good speech guy. He knows the right things to say. He knows the incantations. Right. He knows the secret combination of words that make you think he's good. But I mean, they even tried to. Didn't he have some answer about Medicare for all that? You know, he's like, well, something, something preserving what we have or whatever. Oh, I couldn't. I can't. I can't. He's so slippery. I couldn't get a hold of his ideas like they just. Yeah, he definitely uh, didn't raise his hand for some like of those trying things. to trying to grab an eel soaked in KY. Which I want to I, I want to <laughs> have a brief diversion here. They did ask. I think it was uh, Kamala Harris. They asked her how Medicare for all would be funded. Like, how would you pay for it? Mm. And she was like, you know, no one asked the Republicans how they would pay for their massive tax cut for corporations and the wealthy. And I was like, thank you, because, you know, this is uh, uh, 
it's a question that only gets brought up, you know, in relation to certain things. And it's like, yes. oh, come on. Yeah. Well, and then they tried to nail Bernie down on whether, you know, you'd have to raise taxes for Medicare for all. And he did. He finally was like, I mean, yes, but also your premiums and deductibles would drop to literally zero dollars. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's, I don't know. Uh, and there was there was a lot of talk a debate at that debate about, you know, getting rid of private insurance and whether it's good or not. And some people are like, well, we don't want to kick people off of their private insurance because everyone loves their private clearly um i love my insurance and then i was like oh I, you know I, it would it would suck to be kicked off of to kick everyone off of their insurance at once rather than you know having the risk of potentially being kicked off of your private insurance at literally any moment in time <laughs> yeah like right now the risk is it could just happen and you have no recourse and you're not it's not like you're getting offered something right different. it's it's not like the choices between kicking people off their insurance or not. It's more of like, does it happen once or, you know, like, do we want it to be predictable or not? I don't know. Um, oh, we skipped over Andrew Yang. Oh, we did. Oops. Talked I mean, about his... to be honest, so did the debate. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He talked about his UBI plan and he got a little too wonky with it. And I think that was kind of it for everyone. Everyone was like, oh, this guy. Yeah. It was like, yeah, cool. I mean, I don't really take Andrew Yang too seriously yet. No. Because he's cultivated a. Uh, His set of followers is. Followers of that are just exhausting and yeah. bad. He's the, he's the Reddit candidate. He so is. whatever. Which is, yeah. That should be all you need to know. <laughs> um, Joe Biden. Hmm. But we should debate our plans. Joe yeah. Biden ate a big old pile of doo-doo. He just a big, slipped on it. A big poop sandwich. He slipped on every banana peel. Can I also say that whenever at those hand-raising questions, he didn't really raise his hand properly. Instead, he put up one finger, and it wasn't clear if he was trying to raise his hand or like ask for the check. That's how, <laughs> that's how he gets you. That's yeah. how he gets you. That is non-committal. That's Joe Biden. He's I was like, like oh, does he think knows? that he can get the check and leave? Because I bet he wants to leave. <laughs> he just had additional questions about the yeah. hand raising question. Right. <laughs> it's so he can be seen to raise his hand if that was good. Right. And then Otherwise later, if it turns go, out as oh, bad, I he's like, oh, I had, my hand. I had a question. I had a yeah. clarifying question. <laughs> That's a perfect. Now every candidate is going to use that tactic. Right. It, um. He was thoroughly raked over the coals by Kamala Harris about his support for um, or support of against forced busing and, and you know, his collaboration with segregationists. And yeah, he, so, he so didn't do didn't... the clearly good and obvious thing, which would be to say, you know, I may yeah, I was know, wrong. I regret that. And that was wrong. Instead, he was like, bah, duh, bah, duh. and he, he almost made a state's even... rights argument, which yeah. was extremely dumb. He yeah, he went he went full full redneck on it. Um the thing about the thing about it is he could have even said I I did a poor job of explaining my thoughts and beliefs. Let me explain them here and and do a better job. I am not I wasn't against Instead he just, or, you know what he I mean? seemed what, he's what like, no, I... you are you are yeah. He seemed indignant like that we weren't Did giving him the respect I... that he oh. thought he deserved. 
I said he was de- uh, he basically was demanding participation trophies for his congressional career. Oh, like he was just how, annoyed. He's like, I've been, you in, you know, I've been in Congress for so long and I did all these great things. And it's like, so what, my dude? <laughs> that doesn't make you a good you person. Look like it's, I know what a JPEG is. I- <laughs> yeah, the presidency is not a punch card that it's like, oh, I've been in Congress so long and I've gotten all these punches and now I get to turn it in and become president. But for, that's people, for people who don't know, because I think a lot of people are far enough removed from this and having heaven help us but like <laughs> the school busing situation was that in order to combat segregation one of the main ways that segregation continued was that schools were segregated and if black children and white children were learning in completely different schools they could get access to completely different resources and opportunities so you know um laws were passed that schools needed to be integrated that you couldn't you know divide schools based on race and of course, schools in the South and in different places, they were like, no, thanks, fam. And they just kept segregating. So yeah. the federal government had to come in and through the Department of Education, force the school districts to bus people from different areas, from different schools to the same school so that they would they would be integrated together. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this was like in a very important part of you know, undermining segregation um and joe biden's take on this back when it happened was this you know if you think you're going to end racism by putting black and white kids in the same school that's that's not how it's going to work and he fought against it he 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 thought it was an overreach of government and that it wouldn't work and incidentally also wrong (laughs) yeah incidentally very wrong just very wrong to be honest and and you know you could you could actually give him the benefit of the doubt and say that his motivation wasn't racist when he did that. I think it probably was, but um he he just had a bad bad point of view that even people who held that view at the time, most of those people nowadays have like come around to the idea like oh no, that was They're like oh integration yeah, was good. Like right. you know, let's not do the racism. But Joe, for some reason, is like not willing to consider that he might have been wrong about a thing, which is insane to watch. Also, he's holding on to that torch. Oh, that was the worst. That was the dumbest thing he could have said. Extremely dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Also, like, well, you know what? You know what? You hold on to the torch. I'll just pluck it out of your hand once you. That's just like another example of the fail candidates somehow coming in with the fire and like actually saying the right thing. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, Bernie Sanders was, uh, eh. yeah, I mean, he didn't do great, but I don't think he did too bad either. Yeah, he did. His closing statement was classic Bernie. I liked it. His closing statement was really good. Although I think his closing statement should have been something like, you know, it's interesting. I agree with a lot of things that have been said by the other candidates here today. And I think the reason for that is that, Everyone has adopted all the positions that I've held for 30 years. So you're all welcome. Um, I think Bernie Sanders is hobbled by the insane scrutiny put on him for um, detracting from the other candidates or starting fights or being negative. So he's trying really hard not to be negative. And I think it's hobbling him. And I think he should just freaking unleash, just go hog 
Well, yeah, because you saw him get energized at the end there when he was going off on, you know, all the interests that, you know, he's going to annoy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, and then when he went off about the Iraq war, that was like one of the best yeah. things. He, he was like, Joe Biden supported Iraq war. I didn't. I didn't support this when war, I like Bernie know? the best is when he is full of that old guy who is really tired of all of this crap energy. <laughs> like yeah. he. In his 70s, he's seen so much garbage and he's like, I'm really just done with the, all of this and you're going to hear think, about it. I think like millennials are prematurely 70 year old. Oh, like, yeah, because we grew up in. Yeah, I mean, we had like accelerated aging through the economic and po political climate of the early 2000s. So, like, we all identify with that energy. Yeah. So, like the more he can like harness that and and use that the more support he's gonna get i think because yeah i mean that's all bernie has to do really is say like this is all bs isn't it and all of us are like yeah <laughs> but then you know all of our parents are like oh i don't know <laughs> kamala harris she did well i guess she was crowned the winner of the second debate yeah um, i think you know she had pretty the well her 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 forceful dismantling of biden was very good it was um, it was like she had gone in prepared to do that and while it yeah. was happening you could tell she was like i never prepared nor imagined it going this well i right. never could have even but that like, was foreseen how tell bad that she had do. she was using her prosecutorial background there she had prepared a yeah. line of questioning yeah she, i but mean she's then, really good at this at, at that i mean yeah but the, then that also gives me pause <laughs> <laughs> that gives me pause because then that can be used against the people. Well, and then she was trying to talk about how, you know, with related immigration related stuff that like she was trying not to cooperate with ICE or whatever when she was attorney general. And mm -hmm. there were some things that were dredged up. That's like, no, she definitely handed kids over to ICE and stuff like that. So not yeah. great. I don't know. There was a tweet I saw that was like, I would probably like Kamala Harris better if she wasn't a cop. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's basically yeah. where I'm at with that. I think she did. She it was interesting to see from the thing because she raised her hand to say that she would be in favor of eliminating private insurance, and then after the debate, she was like, "Ha ha, J.K." What's weird is she. I, I misheard off, the question. <laughs> right off, right off the bat from the night, she was uh really trying to harness like populist energy. And I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is different. This is that, you know what? This is, this yeah. is a really good sign. And then immediately after the debate, she just threw that all in the garbage. Which, yeah. Well, it's almost like when she's not surrounded by her minders, she does pretty well. And then like after the debate, they were like, ma'am, you can't ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. And she was like, Oh, look at the, look at these spreadsheets. They say, you yeah. can't do this. you're upsetting your donors. Or my my cousin's very upset. Yeah, <laughs> the the spin my wheel on his hat is spinning so fast. <laughs> uh, Kristen um, Gillibrand, Kristen Kristen Gillibrand, Kirsten, Kristen. Kristen, yeah. Kristen. Uh, I I don't remember anything she said. I literally can't even remember what my nickname was. Honestly, until now, I forgot that she was in the debate. <laughs> she <laughs> like she was unremarkable like she wasn't even like one of the very bad people that stand out because of how bad they are she just was like there she I was literally an npc i remember my thing about her hers was like guys can't we just go back to middle school back when we all got along like oh, she was yeah. trying to be the go between go back to normal 
Well, and she was trying to be the go-between between candidates who were who were duking, uh, it, out. duking it out, and it was just um, I Not call oh yeah, more. Kirsten capitalism. That's what it. That's oh, what it's called. Yeah, because <laughs> she was very much like oh, capitalism, capitalism, capitalism. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's a, she's uh, she's she's Hillary Clinton's successor. That's all you mm. need to know. She used yeah, to be a Republican. Basically. She's Hillary Clinton's successor. Yeah. Ex- except for she's like, I don't know, more boring. Yep. She went day drinking with Jesus and Marrow. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Michael Bennett. Uh, now, he, I, I understand. I recall that he spoke. But I cannot remember a single word that he spoke. Michael Bennett is extremely dad energy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I remember that. Yeah. Very dad energy. Very slow talking. You know, he's one of those people that like grabs you by the arm to tell you some sort of bit of wisdom. Yeah. And, and it actually doesn't make any sense. And he knows it doesn't make any sense. That he's saying it. So he keeps trying harder, but his breath stinks and you want to get away, but he won't let you get away because he's going to tell you the real smart thing. And it's mm-hmm. just like, he's your friend's dad who you like, ask your friend if he's home before you come over because you don't want to deal with him. Right. Is You're your like, dad going to be there? Dad there? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's uh, going to give me some weird life advice. And like, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> he's going to ask me to step into his office. I don't know. I don't want yeah. that. Yeah. Michael Bennett. Not great. Mm-hmm. He's also, he's one of the Colorado boys. Mm. He's also a senator. All these senators running. Hmm. Hmm. Eric, Eric Swalwell, Eric, California, Eric Swalwell, the voice of the millennials. I think we all agree. <laughs> he tried. Real, I think we can all agree that he tried real hard. He did. The but thing about can, Eric Swalwell is that he's 38 and he looks like he's 58. It's I mean, I try not to be. I mean, one of the notes I have at the top of the thing. I just have to say, when he said, when he was talking about millennials and he was saying us, I was like, what do you mean us? And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, huh. The thing is, is he older or are we? Do we not know? I don't know. He, he, um, he's just a very, his personality is very, um, uh, like monotone, not monotone, um, like when he talks, there's not a lot of dynamics. He's not a dynamic person. Yeah, I would say, you know, Eric Swalwell holds promise for the future, but yeah, I think he's just you, not Eric. refined enough at this yeah. point. You know, he needs some practice. He needs to, he needs some, he's, I suppose this could relax. be the beginning of a long game. You know, he's got his name out there now. So yeah, good for you. Good for you, Eric Swalwell. Yeah. I'm, you know what though? I'm exhausted. I, now, I am. Now, now I understand why we need to take a break. Speaking yep. of taking a break, I'm done talking about the the debate. Did you have any closing thoughts on the debate? No, break? no, I'm good. I'm, Let's get us out of here quickly. Let's exit quickly to talk about... Um, um, speaking of people who have opinions on what the Democratic Party should look like, did you know that there are a lot of right-wing opinion writers who have thoughts about what you know the Democratic Party should be doing? They're really trying to help, is all. Yeah, they they really they just earnestly and in obvious good faith want us to adopt positions that appeal to them because they're on the right. And that makes total sense. I mean, they're never going to vote for anybody. I mean, come on. (laughs) Right. But they say that, you know, we could do certain things that would induce them to vote, but they're not going to. 
So this is a column from David Brooks, uh, David Brooks. Um, says, Dems, please don't drive me away. The dynamic pulling the party leftward. So he's a never Trumper, which, um, first of all, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, right. He says, I could never in a million years vote for Donald Trump. So my question to Democrats is, will there be a candidate I can vote for? And uh, my answer to this is going to be no, because you thought the Iraq war was a good idea. So adios, you, amigo. you know what? Yeah, I, I don't want your vote and I don't want the party to court you or anyone like you. The thing that these 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 folks, even if they're in good faith, don't understand is how repulsive a, a, a huge number of people find them. So like every time a Democrat or someone on the left tries to court these boneheads, the, then they're pushing away like 10 times as many uh, voters who are a lot more reliable. You know what I mean? Like why, why would we sacrifice, why would people sacrifice that for, for these, these right. dorks who have a proven track record of being wrong over and over and over again. Like, and I sent you a tweet from from the host of one of our favorite podcasts, Citations Needed, uh, Adam Johnson. He says, the narcissism required of Max Boot, David Brooks, and Megan McCain to constantly do the how will Dems win over people like me routine. To them, it is taken for granted their rich, white, right-wing interests should be centered. It has for so long, and they're flabbergasted as to why it isn't now. It's so funny when you're like, why, that. why aren't you trying to appeal to me? I'm clearly the most important here. <laughs> it's so funny when you send that, sent me that because I had literally just had a little bit of a DM argument with a friend of mine who's a never Trumper conservative. Yeah. Um, and it, he's, he's actually a really good person. He's not, he's not as, crazy as a lot of these other type of people but but still he was just kind of saying like you know i feel like it would be productive for these democrats to try to appeal to people like me and i you know it's how do you tell a friend of yours that like no 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 <laughs> no we don't that's no. not that's a, that's literally not who we want to appeal to because yeah that that dilutes the whole thing right <laughs> like you know it it's like you know what you know you know this uh this what i really like the flavor of this uh this virgin uh margarita but you know what would make it a lot better mm. some tequila hmm. <laughs> let's just put more tequila in there to into that yeah. virgin margarita it's like well now it's not the same thing anymore now you've changed it to something different right. which is like the whole against the whole point <laughs> So I've linked in the comments. I'm I'm not going to read any more of the article because who even cares? Um, yeah. But I've linked in the com or in the show notes. Um, Matt Lubchansky tweeted uh, a call or you know what is this? This is a column by um, Ramesh Punuru, who is the senior editor at National Review, saying there is such a thing as too far left. And then his comic about, um, you know, um the democratic party and whether it should choose between a real live person that reliably votes democrat and you know a guy who writes newspaper op-eds which is a pretty funny cartoon so you can read that at your leisure and then yeah. i noticed in the replies there that someone has quoted a pixelated boat tweet from uh 2017 that's centrist politics is all about compromise me so compromise with the left centrist oh god no i meant compromise with the racists Speaking of racists, mm. R.I.P. NRA TV. 
Yeah, very sad. Very sad. Uh, I think I speak for all of us when I say that our thoughts and prayers are with the NRA in this difficult and challenging time. (laughs) 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 I just don't have anything. I mean... Yeah, the NRA, well, so the NRA had a TV, well, it was a streaming operation that they called NRA TV um, that was produced through... It was just fascist propaganda. Right, it was produced through a PR firm that they hired, and it, instead of talking about guns, it tended to just focus on pretty far-right politics in general, Uh, and it was just full of the worst people possible. All of the people, you know, like um, Dana Lesh, 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 Lash, Lash, Dana Lash, that one. Yes. All the great fascists. Right. Um, you know, and they just get on there and bloviate about uh, leftists or whatever. Um, and but now there's an ongoing contract dispute between the NRA and this PR firm. So they've just shut NRA TV down. Um, one thing I did see someone that it was in one of the articles. I think it's in this. And New York Times article, um, NRA officials had grown leery of the cost of creating so much co- live content for NRA TV uh, and wondered whether the return on investment was worth the effort. The site's web traffic was minuscule with 49,000 unique visitors in January. That's and awesome. like some of the YouTube channels that we subscribe to have like <laughs> 10x the number of subscribers, which that was kind of gratifying for me that like no one was watching this nonsense. <laughs> I, and I don't think I'm kind of glad that the NRA s- sunk so much of its cash into this. <sighs> the thing is, I think the purpose of that kind of stuff isn't exactly to get views. It's to rile up. It's just it's it's a the economy is completely based on dunking on the libs and getting getting people on the left all mad and angry and right. running in circles and fuming and, and so that they can like tie up all of the energy around that yeah. so i think they actually were pretty productive at doing that that's even true if, yeah every once the video in a while gets one view would. if that view is is screenshotted and then using a tweet that is just constantly becomes the dialogue that's success you know so yeah i i there were more than a couple times that people were had retweeted uh you know the nra tv's latest like completely insane video into my timeline because they were extremely over the top you know they were very insane very one of the the dana lash videos what was it like the cold fist of justice or something it was extremely (gasps) militaristic and fascistic it was just ridiculous it was the worst. But to me, it was like this is clearly nonsense like well and the truth is that to me it's beautiful oh We love it. <laughs> Folks, don't we love it? So I posed a question on Twitter the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, unrelated to politics, which is kind of weirdly off brand for me now. But um, it occurred to me, you know, we have words like nor and neither, you mm-hmm. know, and things like that. So why don't we have similar words like nequel, you know? Yeah. Like, I, nor I, literally is just a shortening of, you know, not or and neither is like not either so why not instead of saying like not equal we could just say equal i i want to if if i do nothing else with this this audio program which we produce 
but get Nequel into the lexicon, Are you I feel like Nequel? I would have succeeded. I'm team Nequel all team the way. Nequel. Yeah. Because it's so much more uh efficient. Right. And I hate and, and a lot of people since since equal you, you say not equal, it's like people there's something that happens in people's brains are like, wait, is that a double negative? Like it turns on that thing of like trying to figure out, yeah, wait, is this negative? Is it positive? Is it a double because cause the math brain comes in and all of your like nervousness from from having to like solve a math problem on a test starts triggering. Right, exactly. You're like, is this a trick? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. So Nequel. But and it's, it's like, yeah, because we we have we have neither, we have nor, we have none. So why don't we have other, you know, like comparative terms that we just put an N in front of? Because that's apparently how this works. So we can have Nequel, you know. I'm just gonna give this spoon a big <laughs> Team Nequel. <laughs> we're all winners. Yep. We're all winners if we're. There's Nequel. literally no downside. Literally. The people who say that's not a word, I would simply say language evolves. So uh, it, this is kind of a thing that you pointed yeah. out that, that goes along with a little bit of the kind of stuff we've talked about with the consumerist mindset kind of kind of jibes right. with that so, so let me tell you how i approach this is i have known a fair number of people in my life who claim to be apolitical and they say oh i don't care about politics i don't vote i don't participate no. you know it has no effect on me i have no effect on it and they think that right. that sort of absolves them of any sort of responsibility or blame or anything like that you know yeah, they, they, see, they see themselves as sort of uh uh, they find more they're above more elevated fray. transcendent yeah it's like i'm i'm up here i'm in the year 3019 where Bruh. we don't vote we just are we marianne is the <laughs> life queen I have no and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um my point is always that um being apolitical is a political stance and there is you know there's no such thing as being apolitical and my point is um i think pretty well justified by the fact that at least in our society where corporations can donate large amounts of money to political causes every consumer choice that you make is also a political choice because you are giving a corporation money that they will then spend at least some part of on lobbying for some sort of political cause it's like you're relinquishing some small percentage of your political uh power right to the company every time you pay money to someone else <laughs> right and this is so um judd legum who writes the popular information um email newsletter did some digging um he's been basically digging into a lot of campaign donations so this one is about uh these rainbow flag waving corporations donated millions to anti-gay members of congress so this is all the companies that say they support pride um, and it's companies like um, AT&T donated $2,755,000 to 193 anti-gay politicians. Cool. U UPS, Comcast, Home Depot, General Electric, FedEx, um, UBS. Like there's... These are companies that you can't really avoid either. Like you yeah, will do business with them. Good luck trying to opt out of them. that. Yeah, good luck trying not to pay ups or fedex you know like or at&t like even though i'm not an at&t consumer i'm sure that 
somehow some part of my money gets to AT&T through the complicated arrangement of telecommunications and internet networking deals and things that go on. Well, and also AT&T owns a lot of media now as well. So, yeah, well, I mean, just boycott it all. That's easy. Just boycott it all. Right. I'll just, um, I don't know. I mean, like, even if I go build a cabin out in Montana, I'd still have to buy parts for that cabin, probably from Home Depot, which is on this list. So I don't know. It sounds like you're saying something like that. There's no sort of like. uh, There's no. um, I don't know what the term would be, but there's no like Mm. ethical consumption in Hmm. capitalism. Hmm. Is that what you're saying? Uh yes, 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 yes. There's always at least one more. I don't know how it does it every time. This this isn't a new audio clip, it's the same clip every time. But yes, 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 yes. So good. Yeah. So yeah. oh, we're not sorry. I thought no, no, I that's all I'm saying is you know, to everyone who says they're apolitical out there. Yeah, it's just that's just you saying I I'm not apolitical. Like, I've chosen I just to choose give to up. ignore politics. I've I've chosen to just be raped, <laughs> like <laughs> to, to just let myself being taken advantage of. I don't care. Yeah, like which I guess isn't necessarily rape. It's like just I don't know what that would be, but it's just I've let everything all wash political over decision me. making yeah. power that I would have had to everyone to our, else. To our overlords. Yeah. Which is a real cool position, which right. I mean, I think I speak for both of us when I say we love it. <laughs> also, another thing, tactical framing, which is something tactical we've framing about uh, of which uh, polls are a part, apparently. <laughs> yes. Um, this was um, on now Twitter, even the someone, polls are just tactical framing. Someone took a screenshot of a um, survey from the president's official website. And this is like, this isn't even tactical framing. Like there's no tactics with this or even really framing. It's just straight up. And it's official 2020 Trump versus Democrat poll. Question one, who would you rather see fix our nation's shattered immigration policies? And the okay. choices are President Trump. Mm-hmm. Okay. You with me? Yeah. And the second choice, an MS-13 loving Democrat. Well, God, those are your only two choices. Fatality. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I mean, I guess I have to pick President Trump. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just I mean, these are you know, these are surveys sent by the president's campaign to his supporters. So it's not surprising. I mean, this is like red meat for them anyway. But like, but what yeah, is that? What on. is this in service of? What's the point? Like, I guess it's is- just trying to keep people amped up, I think. You know, do people really get excited from filling out surveys that are pointless? Is that is that? Like, a you know, I think there must be some Trump supporters who do get really excited about surveys. A lot of them are old folks, you know, they they're just really charging up on their keyboards and they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and they, you know, it's like they probably have a comments field. Do you have any comments for us? And they write stuff in there about how. Uh, their local restaurant put up a pride flag and how that should be stopped. If Trump could please address that. They're just screaming into the ethernet. Yeah. Just go. It's yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. This is funny. And I just sad. thought that that was, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there must be some sort of 
ceiling for radicalization. It's like, look, you, these people are on your email list. They're already on your side. You don't need to keep trying to amp them up, I would they're, think. They're already right? like this, this email from, yeah, from inside the, like, of the already, bunker. They're already redlining. Like, <laughs> you can't go any faster. <laughs> yeah, this is it. And I just wanted to close out this penultimate podcast episode Wait, or sorry podcast pod this penultimate pod oh yeah <clears throat> yes thank you <laughs> with, with uh a discussion about uh summer and the interplay between the how daylight works in the summer mm. um because it you works brought up real the- well <laughs> You brought up, so I've noticed a problem with my sleep Mm. uh, that happens during the summer and I'm not a fan of it. It's, it stays light too late and then it gets light too early. And so like, I noticed that as a human being, now I just Mm. got, listen, I got the Vader mask. Okay. Yeah. I've acquired the Vader mask. It helps me sleep. It is, it is, it is very beautiful to me. You reported into me the, the, the night after you had used the Vader mask for the first time. And you were like, it was like sleeping on a cloud. You're surrounded by, you know, the smell of cotton candy and uh, joy. (laughs) It was just like, I, 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 I slept the whole night. I truly restorative sleep. (laughs) Yes. It was amazing. Um, but then the problem is like, it ends too quick. Because the sun comes up and the birds right. are chirping. Yeah, and, and your body is like, hey, let's do it. <laughs> let's let's do it. Let's go. Let's, let's go, up. fam. And right. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. So yeah. I mean I mean I I had blackout curtains, but then we got these new nice shutters installed and mm. they took down my curtains and they didn't put them back up. And putting wow. up a curtain rod wow. is really a pain in the butt. I mean, do I look like a contractor? I'm not a contractor. Yeah, I'm I, exactly. I don't you want gotta, to you gotta hire one of those micro types to put up your curtain. <laughs> well, and this is the problem, and that's why we need more people going into the trades so that they can put up my blackout yes. curtains. Yes, thank you. Yes. For, yes. for very cheap. Yes. 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 <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, I took they've took down the blackout curtains and they left them on my floor. Mm. And because I probably have undiagnosed uh depression disorder uh and some sort of anxiety situation going on um they they i left the curtains there for like three months sitting on the floor looking at me every time i got into and left my bed Hmm. i'd see the curtains Hmm. sitting and Hmm. i'd think i really should put those up and then i'd think i don't know if i can do it and, yeah. then, and then they, I, I couldn't get my wrap my brain around the possibility of putting them back. And then I just start thinking about how sad it was that I had put, I'd, <laughs> I'd taken charge of my right. life. I'd put up those curtains. I finally did it because I knew I needed your, blackout curtains. curtains for a white long time. whale at this point. <laughs> they, yeah. So like I put them up and then they got taken down and uh. it, it's really pathetic sounding for someone who doesn't understand <laughs> what goes on in your brain with this kind of yeah, stuff but like right <laughs> for those who do understand that you could probably empathize with like those yeah, curtains sat oh, on the floor just, forever oh, just yeah. eating at my soul mm-hmm. so <laughs> so i finally gave up and i was like in order for me to move on in my life i just have to let go and let god and i threw the curtain rod and the curtains away mm. and that was in the winter i didn't really need them because it got dark but now it's right. the summer and the light peeks through these shutters just enough to where it's like 
I really wish I had those blackout curtains. Ugh, the worst. <laughs> and that's the yeah. problem of summer. Um, yeah. Now you now you told me something last week that just blew my mind because it, it stays light here until about eight o'clock. Uh huh. But it stays uh, light here. You, yeah. So so the longest day was the uh, summer solstice, which was just about a week ago. And here, where I am, the sun rose at five fifty six in the morning. And it's set at 9.14 p.m. 15 Ew. hours and 18 minutes of daylight. Ew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get, yeah, you get people, uh, you know, like mowing their lawns at like, you know, 8.30 because it's still light out and they think that that's acceptable. Uh, and then you know what? My dog, it throws my dog off because yeah, she just like, she thinks that I think she literally thinks that if she goes and outside and barks at everything that she can make the sun go down because she's tired. Yeah, right. <laughs> she well, wants is- to go to sleep. She'll do this thing where she goes and walks into her kennel, lays down in her crate because it's in the same room in the back room where I'm usually watching TV or whatever. And then mm-hmm. just look, look at me like, can you please make it dark? Yeah, can you handle that? <laughs> can we just go to bed now? And I'm like, we can't go to bed. Cause it's not dark. And I know if I put you to bed when it's not dark, you're not going to fall asleep. You're going to wake me up and you're like, why is it not dark yet? Cause you don't understand. You're a dog. <laughs> and we have this conversation. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. <laughs> and so I she just goes concern. out and, and finds everyone who's doing yard work, who's having a barbecue, who's doing stuff outside. And she just barks at them, telling them you're all insane. You're all keeping the sun up. Apparently. You know what? I'm with her. I am too. Like, can we just stop? And you know what the stupid thing about it is? Is that it's just because of our clocks. It's just yeah. our clocks. They're yeah. ruin- they're running our lives. The stupid clocks. I mean, if we hadn't, if we th- if we got rid of daylight savings time, it wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. Right. Wait. Am I calculating that right? <laughs> and the thing is, Hang I on. come home from work, and I'm like, I'm not. I don't want to eat. Like, I need to eat a meal. Usually. I've only I've only had like salads and stuff like, you know, and I need a meal, but I don't want a meal because it's hot and it's light. And I feel like I should just eat popsicles. And that's not good for you. Mm. Yeah, so I don't right. know, I'm going real bullish on these stupid long summer days. And there's a I saw an op ed that that goes on about this, too, which I'm not going to read, but it's in the show notes and you should read it because I think it, 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 it presents a, a compelling argument for why I'm right about summer being a drag here. And I just want on this penultimate episode <laughs> to, to think about that. The idea, I mean, there's a hmm. see, I'm checking this. I think it makes it so. The, so the idea of daylight savings time is that it gives you more time to do stuff. But right. I don't think it does that. I think the sleep deprivation makes you more exhausted. So you don't do anything. You just right. be exhausted in the light. Yeah, because you can't sleep that well. <laughs> yeah. Sleep is important, guys. I mean, it's, yeah, like I'm getting ready to go to bed at like nine o'clock and the sun is still shining at full brightness through my windows. You know, it's ridiculous. It's like its own seasonal affective <laughs> disorder. And it's bad. Mm. You know what? Honestly, Daylight savings time. I'm just. I'm gonna come out and say it. But you're canceled. Thank you. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by.
I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing.